0: everyone. This week, we're giving away a six-month subscription to leadquizzes.com valued at $300. Leadquizzes helps you create interactive lead generation quizzes to help you grow your email list. This is the same software I use to generate over 20,000 leads for my business in 2017. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981 or email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome everybody, and today we have an awesome guest. Someone that I just met, but I've been following for a while online. His name is John Schumacher, and he is a webinar coach and online marketing consultant. He's also the founder of Marketing Mastery Media, which is a digital marketing agency focused on building both live and automated webinar funnels For coaches, consultants, and other agencies. He's also the host of the Webinar Mastery Summit, which is the largest online webinar conference. John has hosted over 300 webinars in the past four years. He's a best-selling author, and you might have seen him featured in publications like Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, Fox News, and The Good Men
1: Project. So welcome to the show, John. All right, Dennis. Well, I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to talk a little more about webinars.
0: Yeah, we were chatting beforehand, and it's really interesting kind of how that whole space has evolved and the how webinars, the, the place that they're taking, the roles they're taking, the different ways people are using them. So we're going to dive into that today. But before we do that, what's fun, new, and exciting over at Marketing Mastery Media these days?
1: Yeah, so... And I'm sure we'll we'll talk about this, but there's but we've seen a, a real shift towards the need for more personalized, done with you and done for you services. So that's really where we've shifted into, uh, brought in some partners, built a bit of a team around this whole process. And what we're really excited about is 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 providing higher level, higher touch services for those that want that. So not just online courses or or things like that. Although we do have some you know free material over on my website, and and do have a few courses and things like that for sale it's mostly really focusing on on high touch stuff. And I think that's sort of where, where a lot of the expert market is going to.
0: So you're doing more creating, consulting, coaching, and then and really getting your hands dirty with those clients, helping them get it, you know, set up their funnels.
1: Yeah, exactly. And obviously it's not a mass market play. It's more of like for for a select few people, but that's just kind of where I see things going and what we're we've been experimenting with over the last year with some good success. So you know, the the right kind of person will, will definitely want someone to give them more attention. They don't want to take the time to consume a course on their own or read a book on their own and go figure it out all on their own. They want to hire people to help them do that. And we've been fulfilling that, that part.
0: Well, as I told you before, I'm a, I'm a big fan of webinars. I've been using webinars for years and I can tell you that it's not always easy setting them up if you do it by yourself. I mean, I have struggled. I've, I've had webinars that have completely flopped because I missed the mark on the content or the presentation or whatever number of different variables. And then I've been fortunate to have some other really good ones, but, but yeah, I think what you're doing had definitely has a, there's definitely a need out there. So question, first question is, do you, do you prefer live webinars or automated? What are the pros and cons? Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's a good question, you know, and you can do both and I think both have their place, right? So I've done a ton of live webinars. I used to do one a week for an entire year back in 2014. So there's a place for live webinars, right? I mean, live webinars obviously they convert better than evergreen percentage-wise, right? You know, there's that that whole urgency or that that event feel, right? That a live webinar gives you, right? People can tell that it's live, they can interact with you, you can interact with them. It creates this excitement and When people get excited, they're more likely to buy what you're saying, what you're doing, and ultimately taking you up on whatever you're offering. So live webinars are great. They they, they allow you to really connect with your tribe. They allow you, and they're very flexible. You can do Q&A, you can do education, you can do a sales webinar. There's a variety of different types of webinars you can do under the live webinar umbrella. The evergreen version is what I've been doing mostly with clients this past year and even for myself. I really like evergreen and I see it going more and more that way. It's like some version of evergreen type webinars because people can watch it on their own time. They can watch it on demand versus having to show up live to an event. So you get a higher show up rate. It's obviously not the same environment as a live webinar percentage wise. It's not going to convert as high, but it allows you to have some leverage and some scale and, and some automation to your business and, and, you know, one of the biggest funnels that we focus on is the high ticket funnel, right? Where we're actually looking to generate a phone conversation with that through paid traffic or SEO traffic or whatever people are funneling into this. It's a great way to automate some of your marketing and add a consistent stream of applications or even course sales if you're selling a course through an automated webinar. So they're really, they both have their place. I've shifted more into the evergreen myself, mainly because of time and just you know, I've done so many live webinars. I'm sure you can relate that you want to have you know systems in place that you can leverage more than just that one-time event., and, yeah, and that's sure. where I've sort of that's what I've started to do more is building out customer journeys that can be replicated versus just a one-off webinar campaign, which has its place. If you're doing a launch or if you're doing a summit, if you're doing something like that, that's great. Maybe you're launching a product you know live, definitely do that live. But if you're you're looking to build a more evergreen, consistent customer journey that you can iterate, tweak, and improve, I think think the evergreen is great.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Particularly if you have already some models for traffic sources to come in where you can put seats in those webinars. So I mean, I have some automated webinars set up for one of my other businesses that we were talking about that before, and it leads into a course. And it always makes me laugh every time somebody buys the course after an automated webinar. I remember when the first sales started coming through from an automated webinar, I kind of chuckled because I was like, Wow, this is really cool. I didn't even have to actually be there, right? So that was kind of cool. So the scale part of it makes a lot of sense. But now talking about, you know, I touched for a second on, you know, getting registrations, getting people in the seats, right? Can you take a minute or two and just share, you know, two or three tips on, you know, on how to promote your webinar, how the best ways to promote your webinar today? Because that's changed. You know, when I started doing webinars, some of that's changed. When I started doing webinars back in, I think it was probably maybe 2008, nine, 10, somewhere in that range, you know, it's evolved. A lot has changed. So what would you say would be the top two or three strategies for promoting your webinar these days?
1: Are we going to talk live or evergreen or, or either one? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So, so live webinar, let's say you're going to do a live webinar. I wouldn't start promoting it like three weeks in advance or anything like that. I would start promoting it if you're going to do run ads, like Facebook ads or other types of paid media, I would start doing that around maybe nine to seven days before your webinar. If you're going to do email promotion to your list, I would say, you know, seven days to five days or even less. You want to, you want to stack the promotion closer to the actual start time so you get a better show up rate, unless you just have a killer pre-webinar sequence, which for most people is not there yet. So don't start promoting too early. Start promoting closer to the actual date of the live webinar. You know, as far as wh- where to promote, I mean, this varies and there's really three sources of traffic, personal partner and paid personal traffic is things like your email list, which is still valid, this, you know, in 2018. You know, I know that's you know, obviously open rates are lower than they used to be in click rates and all that kind of stuff. But if you have a good relationship with your list, people still will open it. I mean, it still converts higher than like social media and Twitter posts and things like that. So email list is still a huge source for personal traffic. If you have a Facebook group, you can create an event in there. You know any other groups or uh, people you know where you have the permission to share it. And obviously, you're not going to go spam your webinar link everywhere, but that's that's another option as well too. If you if you know group owners or you have permission to help, you know, kind of drop hints and promote things on social media, that can be a source too. Partner traffic. We are we were talking before this. Um, you know, you're a big, you you had a partnership with a couple a couple of companies, and you, had, you did your first big webinar and had a lot of success with that. That's still a really valid way to to get started. A lot of us on here may not have a big list yet or a big following. Um, how I got started was really partnering, right? Like, so I would do joint venture webinars, you know, with people who had some lists that liked what I was doing and liked what I was teaching. They brought me on. They emailed to the webinar. Those people were added to my email list, you know, and I offered a product at the end of the webinar and those kind of things. Um, so partnerships are great. You know, who, who do you know who's a colleague, maybe not a direct competitor, but someone Either a company, an organization, an individual, blogger, somebody in your industry, you, you could build relationships with and do do some kind of a joint webinar together. And then paid traffic is still you know popular. I know Facebook has got all has been all the rage the last few years, and it's still a viable way in many cases to get leads to your webinar. It's not as easy as it once was. It's getting more expensive in a lot of countries and industries, but it's still a good source. So those are really the only three ways to. To get people to a webinar.
0: Any other paid sources that your clients are having success with outside of Facebook?
1: Yeah. I mean, we haven't really tinkered with much. I mean, we've done a little bit of Google and things like that. Um, we're looking at LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn, as, as you could attest probably to, and you would know more than me about this, but is something we're considering for certain B2B type of webinars, but we haven't ran a lot of traffic there yet. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So what's yeah. your favorite webinar platform for live and your favorite platform for let's call it evergreen or automated?
1: Yeah. So, so, so obviously for those that are beginning out here and you're thinking, you know, the first question is usually what software do I need to get? And so I have some great resources, resources over at johnschumacher.com. I have the ultimate guide to webinar software and the and a review click funnels versus lead pages as far as you know, sales pages and funnels. So I can, I'm sure I can give those to, to Dennis. I'm sure he'll he'll probably link those up in the, in the show notes. Sure. But, um, yeah. So as far as live, live platforms, I mean, these change a lot, you know, I've used Webinar Jam for a number of years. Um, they've recently recoded their entire system. So, you know, I'm still kind of working, working that out. I know I'm still a fan of, you know, like easy webinar, obviously with my good friend Casey Zeman can do both live and automated. So I think they're making some good improvements there. There's really pros and cons to each. Go to webinar is still tried and true for live webinars. Zoom.us is another one. If you're looking for simplicity and, and decent cost, Zoom is really easy. It's like click, 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 it's up, it's ready. It doesn't have the marketing bells and whistles like Easy Webinar does or Webinar Jam, but it's fast, it's easy, it's stable. So if you're a non-techie, that's a that's a good platform. Zoom.us. As far as automated, um, you know, easy webinar, I think, is great. Ever webinar is another one on the market. Stealth seminar is another one that, um, Jeff Ronning put together that, um, has great customer service and things like that and functionality. So those are really the main three, easy webinar, ever webinar and stealth seminar for people to choose from.
0: Perfect. Yeah. My audience got a lot of choices to figure out there and I'm sure your guide will help point them in the right direction too. And I'll definitely link to that in the show notes. So with the increase of video, especially on social media, like Facebook live, I'm always curious How do you see that positively or negatively affecting webinars?
1: Facebook live and the whole live stream. Yeah, because I have like a
0: live, I have a weekly live show, which Mm -hmm. in old school would have been a webinar, right? But you know, four or five years ago would have been a weekly or regular webinar, kind of like you did. But now I do a Facebook live because it's just so much easier. I get a lot of new traffic and audience and a ton of engagement. And so how do you see that affecting webinars going forward?
1: Well, I think for live webinars, there is sort of a blending. And I've said this for a few years now, and I I think everybody can kind of see the writing on the wall, right? That there is a bit of blending between the two, right? So live streaming, Facebook is obviously the big gorilla. They have the biggest, biggest network for that. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think people are going to take to Facebook live versus, you know, busting out their, their old webinar software and firing that up and doing that sort of model. I think, you know, obviously it's already happening, right? Like we're seeing that. A mix of that, and so for evergreen, obviously, I think you obviously you still need a, a webinar software. You you still need those kind of things. But for live webinars, that I mean people are getting more casual with them. As far as you know, Facebook Lives, those are getting extremely popular. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are those are taking over somewhat in that regard. I would caution people in some respects against just building on social networks and not building your email list or using any kind of third party software, particularly if you're selling something Are you looking to grow your business. I still know friends do a lot of joint venture webinars. They never do Facebook live, obviously for those because they want to build their email list. They want to have a more focused selling environment. And let's face it, Facebook is the king of distraction, right? And, and so anytime you're watching a Facebook live, oh, a notification goes off on the left, on the right, you know, all these kind of things, you know, We've tested this a little bit with some clients as far as actually pitching on live streaming and they did not convert as well as a focused webinar campaign. So for, if you're selling a service, product or service, and you're looking to build your list, I would still use a traditional webinar software right now. If you're looking to just do like an information kind of Q&A with your audience, thrill, you know, casual, Facebook Live is fine. Or you can use Zoom with Facebook Live. You know, they, they both integrate together as well. So that, that's my, my two senses. is if you're, you know, it's still not the same. Because you're not building your email list, you're not, you know, and believe it or not, a webinar is a much more focused environment, a third party off of Facebook than on Facebook. So those are my thoughts around that.
0: Yeah, perfect. So let's do a little bit of a deep dive. You've had a lot of clients, you've been doing webinars for a long time. Can you do me a favor and share two stories? One, the first one, let's talk about one of your clients that had amazing success with their webinar, right? You know, you, you helped them, they you built everything out and they had huge success. And then let's talk about somebody who maybe didn't quite have that success and what you think the reasons for it were. Because, you know, we live in the real world, right? Not every webinar, you know, makes 10, 20, 30, 50000 dollars in sales or gets you 50 appointments, right? Some of them fall flat. Can you talk to those two examples
1: for us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And it's is good, to, good to put out there for people because there are, you know, as, as you know, I mean, everyone shares their highlight reels, but they're never, they never share when it doesn't work out, which happens often, right? It's, it, exactly. it, it can be a challenge. So, and it's something we, that no one talks about. Right. And so, yeah. So I'll start with the positive and then I'll, I'll point out, and I think that'll illustrate things and then we can talk a little more about what didn't work. So, So first thing, let's start with the, there's, in my mind, there's two different webinar funnels. There's the high ticket sort of funnel with, with the phone, you know, generating a phone conversation. And then there's the course funnel. So one of our most successful clients was, uh, in the MBA consulting space. So he, he consulted people on how to get into MBA programs, right? And he's probably well off kids that their parents would pay him to, you know, five to $15,000 to, to use a unique strategy that he's used. And, you know, he has a lot of credibility and all these things to get people into school. So Basically, we set up uh, the ad, we set up just straight to a webinar, no, no lead magnets or front end pre warm up or anything. So, you know, ad to webinar, to schedule page, to application, to a phone conversation. So that's what the funnel looked like. And it was a smashing success. Like, we, we opened up the gates. He spent about $10,000 in Facebook ads and generated over $70,000 in revenue in the first month. He's like, holy shit, turn it off for a second. And then, you know, because he had to go back and kind of hire help and stuff like that to manage clients. So, So why was that successful? Well, high ticket funnels have four things they have to have done very well in order to have success. A good ad, you know, it's like he had a 10 out of 10 relevant score ad. I mean, we were literally, and it's not an overly competitive niche, but we were able to to bring in leads, you know, two, three dollars all day long where you do a webinar. He had a great webinar with a good message that shared a unique idea and a unique mechanism as to why they should be excited about him and also about the opportunity to talk to him. So that was good. He was great at selling on the phone, like he knows how to close the deal. And he had a great offer with a strong value proposition. You have to have all four of those or you're totally screwed. And we've done a number of these funnels with clients last year. So speak to the other side of the equation, why some of them didn't work. Usually we can run ads to people effectively. Usually we can get a webinar that does decently well. Sometimes we had to go back and improve the webinar because we saw the drop-off statistics just weren't good enough. But ultimately the biggest kink in the hose is usually the ability to close the deal on the phone. Like we've had a number of clients, I don't say a number, but a handful of clients who we were filling their calendar and they just couldn't close, right? They just couldn't close, couldn't close, couldn't close. So we had to kind of circle back and work, work with them. And, you know, there's a couple that are still struggling that we're talking, you probably hire a salesperson or get somebody in there who, who because sales can be a kind of a mindset and a mentality at times too. So yeah, those as far as high ticket funnels, that's and I know it's kind of a mouthful. I'm talking fast, but those are the four things that need to be in place: good ad, good webinar, strong message, good offer, being able to close the deal. If any one of those four are off, you're you're screwed with that kind of funnel. And then the course funnel on the other side, being able to sell the course. I think the biggest thing, if you're doing a live webinar, I'll just end with this so I don't keep talking too long, is to have a strong follow up after the webinar. Um, We took a, a company in the soil restoration space; they were doing about 30k a webinar there's actually a student in one of my online programs, showed him how to build out a back end with a deadline and all that kind of stuff you think would be pretty basic as a marketer, but a lot of these people aren't doing it. He went from like 30 grand to now over a hundred thousand dollars each time they do a live webinar campaign to their audience, social media list, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, follow-up is huge. I've seen as much as 70% of sales happen after the webinar, you know, with a strong authentic deadline after that.
0: No, that's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that that's exactly what I was looking for because I, I wanted to kind of draw the picture as to the successful and then the ones who are not quite so successful. So that's perfect. So it sounds to me, obviously you're, you're the webinar master. So talk to me a little bit. I mean, how big is your business? I mean, if you don't mind me asking me in revenue, employees, growth, whatever, whatever terms you want to put it in.
1: Yeah. So last year our agency, let's see, we sold 20 funnels. We did 20 funnels last year. So my, between my partner and I, we did just over $300,000 of just services Also ran a summit last year that um, did fairly well. So, you know, I'm not a millionaire by any stretch. You know, I'm definitely doing well online. And some of our clients are, you know, making over seven figures a year. Um, But we're multiple six figures um, this past year on services. And also, you know, in in the summit that I that I hosted consulting, those type of things. As far as team, like you say, I had a partner partnership last year that we ended up dissolving at the end of last year. And, you know, I'm now doing a joint venture with a new partner in 2018 that we're just getting started with so yeah team I mean we had an assistant we had you know copywriters most of the we had we had a, a like a full-time ish assistant at that point and my partner and I we had uh, you know mostly others that we brought in as needed so we had a designer who could come and build the funnels we had a copywriter who can help come in and write copy and stuff like that a uh, slide deck designer you know so we had I don't know maybe six or so outsourced help that we could bring in as well to help us fulfill the process. Yeah. So, that's awesome. That, no, that's, that's great. That's more or less outlook. Yeah. 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 I w-
0: thank you for, you know, for being transparent and sharing that with us. Because I mean, I like to keep it real with my audience, right? Everybody thinks that somebody who comes on these webinars is doing $10 million a year and is living in a mansion, right? But the reality is, is when you have a consulting and a service business, if you're doing three, four, five hundred thousand $500,000 a year, you're making a heck of a good living,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it, work, it works for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll continue to grow. So yeah, it, it's, it's um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. Well, you teed it up for me because my next question that I ask almost everybody is, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently to grow even faster?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Knowing what I know now, what I do to grow faster. Well, part of it was, you know, part of our issue last year was we actually, we needed to have stronger systems in place on the back end. If you're doing services like we were doing, and that's my most recent you know, venture, you know, is, is to have things in place a little more, um, have some offers that are a little more streamlined as much as possible. I know people want custom work and they'll come to you with custom work and different ideas and I want this, not that kind of situation. But as much as you can, you know, have the systems ready to go so that you can easily handle the workload and not get bogged down. I think we had we had a snag uh, in our, our partnership last year where we just, you know, we brought in a lot of business in, in one month. Like we got a huge influx of, of referrals and, you know, made over a hundred grand in that one month. And it was just like, okay, like now we got to fulfill the services and, and do all that kind of stuff. And we had team in place, but it was just some of the the people that we brought in were a little custom and outside of scope and it created a lot of headaches. So you know, I, I can't say that I have it all figured out, <laughs> but To me, if I were to answer that question, how to grow faster, you know, referrals have been huge, you know, really nurturing relationships, paid traffic. We did with some success as well for our own business. I know that we help our clients do that. We definitely made a return on that. So really dialing that in, I think can be another growth engine as well. You know, paid traffic and, and those type of things. Perfect.
0: Well, listen, outside of your favorite webinar software, because we've talked about that, what's your favorite growth tool or, or
1: software these days? Growth tool or software these days. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, <clears throat> as far as tools, I mean, I'm using ActiveCampaign for you know CRM kind of stuff. Um, we're doing that. I'm not sure what you mean by growth yeah, yeah. tool. I like, mean, a
0: tool that helps you grow your business. Active campaign might be one of those, you know, whether it be a CRM or whether email management mm-hmm. or, you know, just, you know, uh, could be a productivity tool that helps you guys scale, whatever the case may be. But I mean, active campaign is fine. If that's the one that comes to mind, that's perfect.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. A good
0: one. Well, listen, that pretty much wraps it up for today, John. How about you let everybody know how they can connect with you and learn more about how to leverage webinars to grow their business?
1: Yeah. So everybody can check me out over at johnschumacher.com. And I'm sure we'll link that up in the show notes. John, J-O-N. And then Schumacher is S-C-H-U-M-A-C-H-E-R. I have a ton of free content on the site. You can opt in. I have different um, free offerings that you can get as well as an email follow-up with a lot of good, good tips and strategies and things like that. So again, I also have, um, if you're just beginning a, a full guide to, you know, choosing your webinar software you know, different tutorials on like click funnels versus lead pages and different things like that. So if you're just getting started and, and you know, the first step for beginners is always around tech. plenty of resources there that will help you make a decision that we can also link up under this interview. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, John, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Have an awesome day. Thank you, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast then do me a huge favor, click the subscribe button now, and please leave me a review, it would mean a lot to me.